Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you <laughs> in some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, guys. You know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, he. Armstrong and Getty. So, I drove all the way to work with my emergency flashers on in my car. Intentionally? No. Oh. But because I'm a Luddite, but because I drive a very complicated car, I don't have to sleep. Everything's on the screen, of course. You can't have any buttons. That would be awful. Buttons are old-fashioned. Levers are old-fashioned. You can't have those on a car. you got to have it on a computer screen. That's better for some reason. That way, if one thing breaks, everything breaks. It's awesome. Notice all the controls are virtual. See, that way, if one thing breaks, everything goes down, and it costs like $9,000 to fix the simplest thing. It's better. Don't you get it? It's better. (laughs) Freaking technology. So I don't have any idea how you turn the flashers on on my car. I wouldn't have the slightest idea. I certainly don't know how to turn them off. (laughs) Well, apparently it's possible because you pulled it off, turning them on. I don't know that I did. Well, you're probably safer. Everybody thought this guy's got his flashers on. Let's stay away from him. I don't know that I turned them on. It could be just a mistake in the computer friggin' thing. True. I like analog. Big lever. Click, you pull this. Click, you pull that. Press that. Plastic thing goes down. Two things engage. It's on. You pull it off. That's off. I don't like a friggin' touch screen. It's all in a computer somewhere. Anyway, so I drove all the way to work with the flashers on. Now it's sitting in the parking lot, parked and locked. The flashers are still on. Oh, no. It's just sitting there flashing. This is your zillion-dollar idea right here. Analog motors. Hand-cranked windows. You'd sell a ton of cars to a bunch of 70-year-old guys. (laughs) 
Angry 70-year-old guys. Angry 70-year-old guys. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff like that in the radio business, too, that they went from things oh. that worked perfectly well yes. to you have it all integrated into one screen. Then if one tiny thing doesn't work, everything goes down. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why that's better. It's cheaper, I guess, is one of the reasons. But. Oh, yeah. Digital's crazy cheap compared to the old analog gear. and it, So that's what drives it. It's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's like a pass-fail class. Everything either works or you're off the air. Right. Everything works or nothing works. Yeah. <laughs> Which I just, I hate that. But uh, I guess with all technolo- technological advances, you only have to deal with one generation of people like me complaining about it. Then the next generation doesn't remember it was ever any different. True. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, your car always, you had to take it into the shop and the whole thing shut down because your blinkers came on. <laughs> That little, you know, people will just live with that. Your dim flats module went uh, kaput. All right, then what do we do? Well, we replace it. It's on order. Wonder yeah. how long, wonder how long my car can sit out in the parking lot with the flashers running. Maybe I'll try to figure it out. You know, maybe it's our duty as bitter old people to <laughs> lecture the young repeatedly about how much better things used to be, and you'll only get a small percentage of them. But music didn't sound tinny and crappy. You know, things worked for like 27 years. If 15 years into your uh, washing machine it broke, you'd be like, this is a piece of crap. <laughs> you'd need to write an angry letter to the good folks at Whirlpool or whatever. It was actually cheaper or uh, faster to pay for your cup of coffee pre-computers than it is now. Correct. You wouldn't know that if you're uh, under a certain age. You just think, well, yeah, you gotta you got to press 50 different screens. To ring up one cup of coffee. What's your email address? For what? <laughs> For a dollar seventy-five cup of coffee. Buying coffee here. Yeah, yeah. I might be able to help you, Jack. All right. I went to Tesla.com. So what I was doing, I switched on my car to automatic drive, so it's driving itself, and I'm Googling how do you turn off the effing flashers. Then I realized putting effing in doesn't help the search. Probably not. So I no. took the effing out. Yes. So I was trying to read that while my car drove itself. See, the car can drive itself to work, but can't turn off and on the flashers. Not only that, but you used to be able to take your best girl to the Nickelodeon for a dime. Oh, too much. You're becoming your parents. <laughs> too, too far. You've gone too far, old man. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, show, etc. dimly lit room. So today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Glenn Youngkin. Who's that? Not Glenn Youngkin. He's the governor of Virginia. Okay. And was hot to trot to be the next Republican presidential candidate, but suffered a setback in the recent election. I, think, I I know you're bitter about it, but bitter about what uh, the the uh, over coverage of oh God yes time term yeah. elections. Uh, it, it does make it clear though that abortion is going to be a real challenge for the Republican Party going forward. The oh, next few cycles. that's clearly true. I don't mind a, a, an overarching obvious issue. What I hate is believing that how I voted for. State comptroller in Mississippi today <laughs> right. is an indication of whether I'm going to vote for Trump or Biden a year from now. That's right. crazy. Oh, that's laughable. Sure. Yeah. Anybody who's ever like paid attention to a state or local election knows, no, it's about state and local stuff mostly. And then how about, it's more nationalized than it used to be. But, but then how about a year early? <laughs> that your vote in your state for your particular issue is no. an indication of whether you're going to vote for Trump or Biden. That just seems insane to me. It's like, you know, a, kid, a five-year-old piling up blocks and people saying, he's going to be an engineer. 
<laughs> Please. No, but Silly. I think I think they've got a perfect record now. If uh, if abortion is actually on the ballot, the Democrats win practically everything in that state or city or whatever. And there's a whole bunch of swing states where they're trying to get some sort of an abortion issue on there. And they have already in Florida, Nevada, Pennsylvania. There's a couple others. Mm-hmm. So there will be some sort of abortion thing on the ballot. And at least so far, the indication is that drives out Democrats like crazy. Yes, it does. It's completely successful and you so know, far. And you know who's the only Republican who says out loud that, he, that, that that's true? Donald Trump. He got in trouble in that interview a while back for saying, this is not a good issue for us. We need to come up with a way to talk about this that is better because this is not a good issue for it. And he got killed by DeSantis and Nikki Haley and everybody for saying that. Yep. But he's absolutely 100% right in terms of an electoral issue. Yep. Yep, it's a complicated one. We've talked about it. We'll talk about it today, probably. But uh, Republicans are in an interesting spot, no doubt. Now, let's start the show officially, because I have a great deal to say about our opening clip. A great deal. It is November 8th, Wednesday, the year 2023. We are taking up arms against the Sea of Troubles, and we are Armstrong and Getty. We approve of this program. In a way, we're flashers on the American motor car, Jack. <laughs> Drawing attention to the issues that something, something. Anyway, let's uh, start the show at Mark. Giant pandas, they've become ambassadors for China. Initially, they were gifted to countries. Now they're loaned. We get a better sense of this new world order. Those are China's words that they're hoping to craft. That's right. The communist Chinese are repossessing our panda. Pandas from the National Zoo. Now, come on, China. At least they're going to try. I think it's hilarious that... It might even be racist the way we fell for it. We um we felt like we're the sophisticated, advanced society. We, the United States, this is in like in the late sixties, early seventies. China is the backward, stupid, still living in huts with dirt. Mm-hmm. We've got to help them out, open them up. They'll 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 adopt our lifestyle because everybody wants to have our lifestyle. Oh look, they want to give us pandas. Oh, that is so cute. They 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 worked us. For 60 years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, we're the stupid Chinese. We're just, uh, you know, we're giving you a panda. We don't know how to do anything. Well, they secretly took our money, built a military and an economy in an attempt to take over the world, and they might pull it off. Help us, and we'll stop being communists if you just help us. We're just here's so a kind super of, cute panda. Yeah, we're kind of so dumb and simple that here's a panda. The and cutest of bears. And, you know, the president standing there with Nixon standing there with the pandas. And it's just a show of the, just the love between us and this kind of backward, stupid country. Right. That they gave us this exotic animal. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Less advanced means less intelligent and completely unable to dupe us. Uh, so I am I am not Joe Biden who's going to sit back flaccidly, senilely, allowing you... the, the, the pan, pandas to be whisked back to commie China. What reporting is uh, getting into whether he's flaccid or not? I'm an activist on this topic, and we've got to do something. I've offered several ideas. My daughter, I'm very passionate about this. My daughter lives in the D.C. metro area. She frequently goes to the National Zoo and likes to look at the pandas. We've got a couple of options. Number one, what if they come to repo our panda and we can't find it? Well, that's a shame. It was here just yesterday. I can't find it. You can look for it if you want, but I don't see it anywhere. So why don't you go back to China? If we find it, we'll talk, we'll call you. And or they come, there's a black bear in there. As long as they don't get too close and smell the wet paint, we paint the panda all black. Like they do. 
are alternately all white. Where they shave a collie and call it a tiger, that sort of stuff. Similar. <laughs> Paint the damn thing all white, put it in a polar bear exhibit. Or just sit back like Joe Biden and do nothing. No, I don't think we should go after him, Osama Bin Laden. I'm the only guy in the room who thinks that. Because uh, he's flaccid? See, it's a metaphor. You'll get our panda when you pry it out of our cold, dead hands. That's what I'm saying. You give them the panda and they say, this has got a beak and feathers. <laughs> this is not a panda. I thought this was a panda. This is what we've had in our panda display for like 20 years now. You want it or not? <laughs> Possession of pandas is nine-tenths of the law. <laughs> All right? Come and get it. So how does male bag look? Oh, it's very good. Fantastic. we got that coming up in some of the news of the day. And really, the only result you need to know out of the election is if abortion's on the ballot, Democrats win. So you got to figure something out there. The panda ran away. What can I tell you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he must have left or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's loose on Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> if we catch him, we'll call you. We'll call you right away. Yeah. Um, uh, stay tuned. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, we'll have the stuff about the recent elections and various states around America, the stuff that matters, but we will not drone on and on about it. Interesting development uh, in Congress is Rashida Tlaib was censured, which doesn't mean much, except it is a national coming together to say, this chick is crazy and she supports terrorists. So I think it was a pretty healthy exercise to go through. So more on that to come. Still on. What? Oh, the flashers? I went down. I went down to the parking lot. My car's still sitting out in the parking lot with the flashers on. Michael, you start, did you go to the website? I yeah, did, it, yeah. It's, it's not my model. Oh. My model's different. There you, there you go. Oh, no. This is the module 735. Right. I've sure. got the 737. Exactly. Yeah. Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day. Thomas Hobbes. Perhaps the most Hobbesian of our philosophers. <laughs> quote. The right of nature is the liberty each man hath to use his own power as he will himself for the preservation of his own nature. That is to say, of his own life. He and Calvin were hilarious together. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Mailbag. So many great emails to mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Many topics, including Scott in Healdsburg. Scott in H. Scott, are you trying to annoy me? Ah. Uh, uh, guys, I just used over-egging the pudding in a conversation. Yes. Ironically. Yes. I both thank and blame you guys and Ian Bremmer for adding that to saying to my lexicon. 
That's funny. Do we not have that, Michael? Yeah, no, don't bother now. So I, I, I think that you may be over-egging the pudding a bit. <laughs> but you have to say it like that. Over-egging the pudding. <laughs> K-O-E-T-P. Keep over-egging that pudding. Scott in H. Thank you, Scott. Russ from Portland with a number of thoughts on a number of topics, including a rumored behind-the-scenes talks between Ukraine and Russia. I'm not sure if that's true, but he says... God help us. Somebody recently asked me if I had plans for the fall. My answer was, buy ammo, plant a crisis garden, and get right with Jesus. Wow. Took me a minute to realize they meant autumn, not the collapse of civilization. (laughs) (laughs) Spicy times, indeed. Wow, you have something on your mind if people say, what are your plans for fall? The fall. (laughs) Stockpiling ammo. (laughs) (laughs) The fall of civilization. Oh, that's funny. They meant put on a, a hoodie and, and bake an apple pie. I don't know. Buy some new Uggs? I don't know. Wow. Wow. That is so funny, Russ. <laughs> uh, on a much uh, more serious topic, the... Uh, than the fall of civilization? W- w- well, then, you know, the, the laughs there, the attacks on our troops and our barracks and that sort of stuff. Uh, Sean, with a great nor- note, normally I'd suggest we weren't a- acting in order to allow something to happen so we can justify an invasion and Biden can be a wartime president, but honestly, this administration is a lesson in lack of leadership. Turns out that without a leader, the cadre of technocrat managers can't actually run the country. When I worked in a warehouse, I'd tell my guys, things don't happen to us, we happen to things. Well, this administration certainly doesn't happen to things. Wow, that's a good saying. That's um, a great saying. Uh, well, you're, you're obviously right. It's a strategy that we're not responding to the 40 times Iran has attacked our troops. That's astounding. Yeah. How many traumatic brain injuries and all sorts of stuff, but I just, I hope their strategy's right. (sighs) We got a note from somebody else. I, I don't think I have it handy, uh, saying, why are they? Not acting, doing the right thing, being proactive. Guys, have you forgotten Afghanistan? And that was from a, a, a military man and a supporter of the military saying, it would be very difficult for me to suggest to a young relative they get into the military, given the status of things right now. So, well, uh, so, so how did, I, I'm not sure I followed that. Uh, the, the horrific, terrible withdrawal from Afghanistan was a lack of decisive leadership. Oh, okay. It was a lack of taking on what was cl- plainly the reality of it. Oh, okay. It was just trying to passive our way I, out of it. Okay, I thought he was trying to argue that there weren't enough people that had joined the military because of that that we could... But okay, I see. I get it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just it's the same sort of leadership. Uh, let's see. S- uh, Sanity in the South Bay writes... Sure, this is far from original, but it bears repeating. I wish old man Biden would say it on every occasion. If you want a ceasefire, there's a one-word solution. Surrender. Nearly all significant hostilities instigated by one party over the other is solved by surrender. It's that or victory or extinction. Yeah, we didn't talk about his answer last week when a, turns out, fake rabbi yelled out the question, Are there, is there going to be a ceasefire? And Joe Biden said, I'm working on it or something like that. He answered a question he shouldn't have answered in a way he shouldn't have answered it. But yeah, the response should always be, release the hostages. Every single time, nothing else. Yeah, I love that. How many times is Israel asked about a ceasefire compared to the number of times any Palestinian leader is asked about the hostages? Right. Is it like 5,000 to 1? It might be by the mainstream media weasels. That is frustrating. 
A uh, bunch of stuff to catch up on. How do you turn off your hazard lights? Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Elon Musk's brain implant company Neuralink has announced that it's looking for volunteers for human testing. Well, actually, what they said was fresh volunteers. Oh, boy. Yeah, I love what he did with Twitter. I'd love to get him up in my brain. Now he's not called the brain anymore. It's called B. So I turned off my hazard lights. That's an Elon Musk thing. But um, uh, the Neuralink thing, I, I know some people who know some people. That the whole experiments with Neuralink things on monkey was monkeys was pretty tragic. Yeah, that's they, what I've heard. And they've they've kept that kind of under wraps. But uh, well, you know, it's not surprising. You're messing with a pretty complicated thing. Yeah, yeah, grim descriptions I've heard. Uh, I wasn't sure whether to take them seriously because animal rights people often go a little overboard. But sure, my uh, my information is pretty close to the source. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Yeah, and I know the history of uh, monkey experimentation. Yeah. is, is uh, paved with grim. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking of grim, the topic of abortion, politically speaking, is it's it's tough in a lot of ways for conservatives or people who are pro-life. Um, the reality of it, the appreciation of the baby, the fetus, what it actually is is it's grim. It's a, it's a terrible thing. Um, on the other hand, the challenge for today is to understand how conservatives ought to approach the topic electorally because we're getting our butts kicked. As Jack mentioned earlier, it's like a giant electromagnet to get Democrats to the polls. If uh, anything about abortion is on the polls, and they've already got the ballot, and they've already gotten it on the ballot in several of the swing states, and they're going to try to get it on as many as they can. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, it's not a complicated issue at all if you just look at it as like a, 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 a you know, you, you take all the what it is out of it. You just look at the polling. Mm-hmm. Practically everybody's in agreement. Republican, Democrat, man, woman, young, old, everyone is in agreement. It needs to be lo- legal first trimester after that, not so much. Right, right. Serious limits after that and like forget it unless there's a terrible, terrible situation in the third trimester. Um but one more factoid than a little analysis. Uh, there have been a run of wins for Democrats, pro-choice people, whatever, pro-abortion rights people, in Kansas, which is no you know dark blue state, Kentucky, Wisconsin, yeah. Michigan, Ohio. Kansas, Kansas is an interesting example. This happens in various places um, where it is a very red state. But then I remember when my, my brother texted me a couple years back, and he said, well... I guess we've got a lesbian Democrat governor now. 
Yeah, yeah. But so anyway, I think what's going on here, because Jack's 100% right about the polling, and it's incredibly consistent, and it's practically exactly the same men and women. Right. Which is another, it blows up another great fallacy that Democrats use, which brings me to my main point. That it's men trying to control women's bodies. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's it's the, the, the what you, what's that with the red the dresses and the aprons and all? It's the uh, damn... Uh, the Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, that's the one. The Handmaid's. It's the Handmaid's Tale. Donald Trump. Anyway, um, the problem is our problem is it is much easier to demagogue the issue, meaning shout way oversimplified, dumbed down slogans from the left than it is from the right. They have an easier putt to make because they can convince women, especially. It's about controlling your body. Who's in control of your body? You or the government? Which is a libertarian, I uh, 100%, small uh, libertarian, I 100% get the power of that argument. And in spite of the national mood and the polls, like in Virginia, was it Virginia? Yeah. Where Glenn Youngkin, who's an extremely capable politician, he's only been elected to one office. He is a business guy, if you don't know his act, but he's very bright. He's uh, he's stood up staunchly against radicals in schools helping your kid gender transition and porn in schools and crap like that. He's been a rock star on the, the right for that. Um, but he was proposing an after 15-week abortion ban which is significant, significantly more liberal than what every Gallup poll would tell you America thinks is okay. Right. Well, the, the Republicans do a horrible job of making that point on any show I ever watched them on. Yeah, it's, tr- it's pathetic. You're right. But so here is moderate Glenn Youngkin trying to get, if you can do a little math, you understand 15 weeks is one, month sh- one week short of four months into the pregnancy. Well over a third of the way through a 40-week pregnancy. Which is where most of America is, both parties. Oh, yeah. So a 15-week limit, ban, whatever you want to call it, and that's the problem, ban is such a powerful word. Yeah. A 15-week limit is significantly more liberal than most Americans. And yet, the Democrats can demagogue it as a ban. What about my control of my body? They're trying to ban it after 15 weeks. And Republicans never point out what I just pointed out. And so they win over and over and over again. And we as a party, or I'm, you know, I'm ideologically conservative. The Republican Party makes me want to puke. But um, we've got to figure that out. Yeah, well, they do a terrible job. I mean, I've been watching them on the talk shows talk about this stuff for years. They do a terrible job. I don't know why they don't hold up the Gallup poll all the time. Now, part of it is uh, the, the Republicans have a similar problem, but different on their side to the right, because there's so much of the Republican Party that is hardcore zero-zero abortions. Yes. There just shouldn't be any. Including rape and incest, which is going to lose you every election for the rest of your life. And you will uh, you will get primaried to your right as a Republican if you are if you don't, uh, in a lot of places, if you don't go with, a, you know, I'm, I'm for all abortions being gone, all abortions being gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the best way to win would be to get up there and say, look, here's the polling, um, as we just explained. And also... She's changed the language a little bit. The, calling it weeks, I think, scares people. Because weeks, a week isn't very, very long. If you said just short of four months, yeah, 
It, it sounds like a lot longer time. Mm-hmm. Also point out that, like, I, I was just trying to look it up, but that it's close to, like, 95% of abortions occur in the first trimester. So this covers practically all the abortions that happen. Yes. Yeah. And those 5% that happen afterward, a significant percentage, I think moderate folks would think, okay, I get why, medically speaking, they're can be an abortion there. But cable news gets to present a 15-week ban as something extreme when yeah. it's not extreme. It's not extreme in all kinds of different... It's not in reality extreme. It's not from a polling standpoint extreme. It's not an extreme about it. No, it's it, it could not be more mainstream. If anything, it's liberal, as I pointed out. So here's the situation that's so interesting, and, and I got up on this high horse a few months ago, and some of you wrote some absolutely lovely emails, and I say this with great respect and affection for people who are against all abortions. Um, as I said, you will lose every single election with your position. And I would suggest that if we can craft a persuasive, moderate position, we will end up winning more elections and there will be fewer abortions. I had people write when I first brought this up saying, yeah, but my religious beliefs, I can't compromise on this. And, and I get that. But don't you have a moral duty to reduce the number of abortions? And I think you would do that by winning elections. And here's the second part. And I'm not giving up on crafting a persuasive, eloquent, very, very mainstream argument that would win elections. I think it can be done. It's a tough nut to crack, again, because because the, the lefties are better at demagoguing the issue and they've got an easier job of it. Because they can just present any limits as an extreme. Republicans do the same thing, would have to like talk about babies butchered at eight and a half months. And that's not really fun politics. People don't want to talk about that. So it's tough. But anyway, here's my main argument. Mostly transition your passion to limit abortions or eliminate them, depending on who you're talking about. Transition that from a political issue to a moral issue. Get what you can legally and electorally, but it's looking like we can't get a lot. At least we haven't yet. Make it a moral issue all the time. Your time, your energy, your money, your speaking. Uh, when when Judy was pregnant with Caitlin, our first kid, I was fascinated by and passionate about uh, prenatal and then natal development. The, the, how the kid grows in the womb and then and grows and, and develops neurologically, especially after she, as it turns out, was born. Um, the more people learn about prenatal development, the more they're against abortion. Make it a moral yeah. and educational issue. Yeah, that is absolutely true. Be passionate about that. Um, so there's a debate tonight. This might be the first question. In fact, I'd be surprised if it's not. For all the candidates, and at least the first couple go rounds, Nikki Haley's the only one that's gone with what you were just talking about with that position. Look, we got to win elections, and we're not going to win elections with. But uh, so the argument from the other side, I looked it up. The numbers are close to what I said. Ninety-three percent of abortions occur in the first trimester. Well, you can use that argument a couple of different ways. Uh, you can use it one way of saying, look at a 15-week ban still is plenty liberal because, you know, almost all the abortions are still going to happen. But if I'm running to that person's right, I say, his ban doesn't eliminate 9 out of 10 abortions. I don't know about you folks, but I think abortion is evil. Right. And I'm you get eliminate. the money. Yeah. And you get well, the support. Well, mathematically, it's true. Yeah, it is. It most is. of the abortions are still going to occur. 
if you have a 15-week 15 15 ban. But as you see on the ballot, Democrats win on uh, if that's the issue. So I would suggest that your ideological purity makes us lose on, and, and again, I'm not using that like harshly or, or, or judgmentally, like you're some kind of maniac because you want to protect unborn children, because I sure as hell don't think that. But then we lose on taxes, and we lose on foreign policy, and we lose on woke crap in our schools. And we lose on giant subsidies to idiotic electric car programs and 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 green energy stuff that won't work just to reward our, our cronies and, and a hundred other things. And I just think we need to win. Yeah, Democrats are something like eight for eight when abortion is on the ballot since Roe versus Wade was overturned. Oh, and they're, they're, they'll invent stuff to get it on the ballot for the next oh, yeah. decade at yeah. least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just anything they can think of. You can comment on this. we got plenty of other things to talk about. The text line is 415-295-KFTC. There are more amazing numbers behind that New York Times poll. I went into the the the, 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 the tabs deep into the the poll yesterday for some reason. Well, don't I have better things to do than that? Um, uh, and some stuff in there is absolutely amazing. Now, the argument they're making, I know, on like MSNBC is this wipes all that, that whole poll out. This wipes that poll out. This shows you that that poll was inaccurate. Blah, blah, blah. I don't. I don't know how that makes sense. That's cuckoo nuts. <laughs> We've got uh, uh, Green's Things. That's the headlines coming up next with Katie Green. That's not what it's called. Stay tuned. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I just came across something interesting. Maybe I'll save that for right after we talk to Katie. Interesting is good. Interesting is good. They uh, censured Rashida Tlaib for her pro-Hamas comments recently. I uh, I think the idea of censuring someone in the House during the current state of things in the country is hilarious. Why don't you just tell her to use the right salad fork? Who cares? Nobody cares. That is from a gentler time when people cared about that sort of thing. Shame. <laughs> Shame. Whatever. Well, and it used to be you had to stand there in the well of the house, and, and the Speaker of the House would browbeat you by reading why you were censured. But they waived that in this case. I'm not sure that would make any difference either. So and, it's extra. Well, it'd be fun. And as soon as it was over, all the, uh, the, uh, most of the Democrats... 22 voted to censure her, but most of the Democrats went down there and hugged her and surrounded her and cheered her on and everything. So it's a meaningless act. Pro-terrorist, anti-Semites. What are you going to do? A lot of good stuff to come next hour, but uh, right now let's figure out who's reporting what. It's the lead story with Katie Green. Katie? 
Thank you guys. From NBC News, IDF troops in the heart of Gaza City as civilians flee. Yeah, I'd flee too. They put out a message to, um, I thought this was really good, Israel. I don't know if they're dropping leaflets or how they were getting the message out yesterday, but was the Hamas leaders and their families have fled. You should too. Right, right. I read one quote. Um, you can be sure Hamas leaders have already taken care of their own needs. Right. They said to the Palestinians. While they encourage, through their communication networks, the average Palestinians to stay and fight the good fight against the evil Israeli-American. One of, I think it was the leaders on the West Bank, actually said on TV, anybody who obeys the Israelis and flees should be treated like the traitors they are. Wow. Stay there and get bombed. And this, this is who Rashida Tlaib is in favor of. Great. From the New York Times, behind Hamas's bloody gambit to create a permanent state of war. Yes. Say Hamas leaders say they waged their October 7th attack on Israel because they believed the Palestinian cause was slipping away and that only violence could revive it. I think that is 100% correct. From the Washington Times, House votes to censure Rep. Rashida Tlaib over anti-Israel comments. 22 Democrats went along with it and all but like one Republican. The Washington Times is an excellent paper with conservative values, some fine, fine writers, but their website is unusable. It has like 37 different autoplay videos going and flashing this and pop up that. So usable. So is National Review. So are a lot of right-winger Republican things. And we've often wondered about that. Is it because the more right you are, the more into capitalism and making a living you are? Is that what it is? I don't know, honestly. Um, Right-wing websites, or right-of-center websites, tend to be harder to use. They have more pop-up ads and all that sort of stuff. It's just interesting. Anyway, back to you, Katie. From Politico, abortion rights backers extend post-Dobbs winning streak in Ohio. Yeah. As we've been discussing. From CBS News, Trump rally, GOP debate in Miami, street closures, detours, and more. Can I have you covered on the traffic? So is that from last night, or is he having a rally tonight? He's having a rally tonight oh, okay. at the same time as the debate. Counter-programming the debate, right? He's mm-hmm. not showing up to the debate again. Why would you when you're ahead by 50 points? Yeah, but that'll distract people from the fascinating debate. Why would he do that? Every time you mention the debate, it's like you mentioned, remember, you've got that painful medical procedure this <laughs> afternoon. I get that same rush of, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. It's Yeah, exactly. From the Wall Street Journal, right now is a bad time to spend money. I was going to talk about that next hour. I read that whole article. Now is a terrible time to spend money. And they explain why. Why? What? Isn't why? That, isn't that interesting, given the fact that we had such gigantic growth last quarter, and it was almost all driven by consumer spending, and they're saying, it's a terrible time to spend money. Can we lead the next hour with that, please? Sure. Holy cats, What? The, the, the wife and I are contemplating various expenditures. From the New York Post, how Taylor Swift is lifting the NFL's ratings to new heights. Yeah, that's the conundrum they've got. A lot of your hardcore fans hate the, and there's Taylor Swift and the fans. They're Travis Kelsey, Taylor will like that. But there's a, they're bringing in a ton of new viewers that are digging it. They're saying the October 1st game against uh, the Jets had a 22% ratings increase from a year before it. And uh, Chiefs are off this weekend, but then it's Chiefs-Eagles, which is a heck of a game. Rematch of the Super Bowl, right? Right, yeah, Um, wow. 
you know, my feeling is that this story has jumped the miniskirt, but um, I'm a football fan, so I would think that. No, I tune in every Sunday to see if she's oh. there. <laughs> you. It's simple. They love each other. And finally, the Babylon Bee. California proposes another minimum wage increase so people can afford products made more expensive by previous minimum wage increase. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That is good. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday, how economists have determined that the reason McDonald's meals in California are so expensive, and McDonald's is making such giant profits on that, is... um. Because you raise minimum wage, and so their employees are making so much more money, they had to raise the price of a Big Mac. That's why a Big Mac cost eight and a half bucks where I live. Right. For a Big Mac. Just the Mac. No fries, no nothing. And as they indicated at the Babylon Bee, that's priced it out of the, of the, of the hands of the working class. We need to raise the minimum wage. Katie Grimes, who's a brilliant journalist, put together the top 50 disasters that certain presidential candidate Gavin Newsom has ushered into California. And I thought, come on, 50? I've read the list. Probably could have gone 60. <laughs> we'll have to mention that later. Yes. Geez, we got too much to talk about. We might have to stay on an extra hour today. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather watch the whole debate. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so we got that coming up. And if you miss a segment of the show, if you subscribe to the podcast, you won't miss anything. It's Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.